Don't you have anything in your head anymore except your races? Why don't you go downstairs and get the letter, and then we'll both know. It's from a notary in Pirmazens. Strange, Leon murmured when he was sitting beside Isabel on the bed again a few minutes later. He opened the envelope, careful not to tear the papers inside. I'm supposed to go there in two days. He looked up with a grin. See, your wish for a little city air is my command. An appointment with a notary? What in the world could it mean? Isabel was looking excitedly over his shoulder. Leon looked up at her with a frown. I don't have the slightest idea. One of their neighbors offered to drive Leon and Isabel into the city in his carriage. Wearing her best dress and wrapped in her warmest coat, Isabel eyed the decrepit vehicle suspiciously. Sun, rain, and other weather-related phenomena had left their marks on it, making the wood molder and causing deep cracks that ran from the front axle all the way back. And it was supposed to get them to Pirmesens? As fragile as the coach was, the horses that the farmer harnessed in front of it were a pair of young and frisky three-year-olds that leaped ahead in fright at every shake of a branch. The carriage groaned ominously, and Isabel feared a broken axle or worse. Although he cursed aloud, the driver did his best to keep the horses calm. Isabel's fear grew. What if they had an accident between two villages and drove into the ditch beside the road? In this thinly populated region, it could take forever for anyone to come to their aid, if anyone could find them at all in the soupy fog. To Isabel's great relief, they made it into Pirmesens unscathed. She peered excitedly out the window as they passed several factories on the way into town. The air smelled sour, a mix of tanned leather and the smoke rising from the factory chimneys all around. Almost every company sign depicted shoes or a cobbler. Neuf Shoe Factory, Rheinberg Shoe Factory, Peter Kaiser Shoe Factory. Under normal circumstances, as the daughter of a factory owner herself, she would have had a keen interest in finding out why so many shoes were manufactured in Pirmesens. And naturally, she would have also risked a glance into this or that showroom window but just then the only thing that interested her was what was waiting for them at the notary's office. When they pulled up in front of a stately building close to the town hall at the end of the palace square, Isabel let out a sigh of relief. Finally. The notary wore a brown suit that made him all but disappear against the brown veneered furniture in his dusty offices, and he read the final will and testament of Monsieur Jacques Feininger in an uncomfortably high-pitched voice. A second man, dressed in dark green wool, sat beside him. He was a translator officially certified by the district court. At some point in his life, the deceased had taken French citizenship, and because the testament had been written in French and the beneficiaries were German, by law every sentence had to be translated. Isabel, who had spent years studying French, spoke the language well and understood it even better, could have happily done without all the wearisome translations. I, Jacques Fanninger, do hereby leave to my nephew, Leonard Fanninger, as sole heir. Leon was inheriting something. In her excitement, Isabel dug her fingers into Leon's arm.
My vineyard and winery located in Ovile. A vineyard in Ovile? She hadn't heard anything about that before. Was Ovile also in the Palatinate? And who was this Uncle Jacques Feininger? Isabel, feeling rather confused, looked from the notary to Leon. But he too seemed completely at a loss. A deep crease appeared across his forehead, and he seemed to be unable to stop shaking his head, as if he were having trouble assimilating what the notary was reading. After an hour, the notary slapped the leather file in front of him closed. The wooden legs of his chair scraped painfully across the graying parquetry as he stood up. Isabel and Leon rose as well. The translator, his forehead dotted with beads of sweat from his exertions, remained seated as he filled out a form. The notary cleared his throat, then reached out to shake Leon's hand. Congratulations, sir.